Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, Come Be My Light, the Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 8, Continued, Section 3, Many a Soul Has Been Brought Back to God. The accomplishments of her community began to attract admiration and praise, as articles describing her work began to appear locally and internationally. Mother Teresa shared her concern with the Archbishop. I am afraid we are getting too much publicity. A few things I heard this evening have made me feel cold with fear. God preserve us. Please pray for me that I be nothing to the world, and let the world be nothing to me. In face of this danger, her well-established humility, the persistent darkness and the numerous demands of the expanding work, helped her to prevent pride in a worldly spirit from entering her heart. The fact that she and her sisters were at times in real physical danger served to keep their feet on the ground. We are again trouble in Kaligat, normal Prinde. They very coolly told me, I must thank God that up to now I have not received a shot or a beating from them, since all those who worked for them, death has been their reward. Very peacefully, I told them that I was ready to die for God. Hard times are coming. Let us pray that our society will stand the test of charity. In the midst of all these trials, Mother Teresa was bolstered by the fervor of her sisters, as she wrote to the Archbishop. Today our little sister Maria Goretti went to our Lord. The greatest joy of her life was to be a missionary of charity. Such a real one was she. But often when I saw her or spoke to her, I was glad to have made the sacrifice of Loretto, to become the mother of such a child. Now she is with Jesus, the first MC in heaven. Now with sister in heaven, we shall get many vocations. Though not without struggles, Mother Teresa's work among the poor continued with remarkable results. She was aware that it was God's work. She was but an instrument in bringing souls to God, and God to souls. For such a mission, prayer and sacrifice were essential. United to Jesus' redemptive suffering, Prayer and sacrifice leavened the work for the poor. This vision of faith guided her in the establishment of her sick and suffering co-workers. As she explained to Archbishop Perrier, I don't know if I've told your grace, but I have started with the sick a spiritual relationship. Every sister has a second self to pray and suffer for her and the sisters will share her good works and prayers with her. Spiritually, they are children of the society. So I have some in England, Brussels, Antwerp, Switzerland, Calcutta, 
who have joined men, women, children. They would like some short prayers to say in union with us. Miss De Decker and Nicholas Gomes are my second self. There are now 18 on the list. Please, will you give your blessing to this work? It is their prayers and sufferings that are blessing our apostolate. It makes me so happy to have to suffer for somebody, to be a missionary of charity, though they be blind, lame, tuberculosis patients, crippled, having cancer. Often when I find the work very difficult, I offer the suffering of these my children, and I find help comes at once. I think many of our sick and suffering would be sanctified much quicker if they suffered to satiate the thirst of Jesus. When your grace comes, I shall explain myself better. When your grace comes, I shall explain myself better. I am 25 years in religion. Please thank God for all he has done for me. As her interior darkness became harder to bear, anniversaries of significant dates stood as reminders of God's interventions in the little group's short history. On such occasions, Mother Teresa could not help but recognize the results of her yes to God and express her deep gratitude. On the 21st of December, it will be five years that the work in the slums started, and I want to thank your grace for all your personal interest and fatherly love you have shown the young society. Many a soul has been brought back to God. Many a dying person has been sent to God. Many a child has been taught to love God. Many a sick person has been comforted and taught to suffer for love of God. And above all, the generous and self-sacrificing lives of our young sisters must have given much reparation to the Sacred Heart. And for all these, I beg you to thank God with me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What does Mother Teresa mean by a second self? This is not the first time she's used that terminology. She mentioned a Miss de Decker, a Belgian lady, and this was her second self. This is a woman, as we read about a few nights ago, who, because of her health issues, couldn't become a missionary charity. She couldn't work directly with the poor. But Mother Teresa sees in these suffering souls someone whose life is very connected with hers. That as 
this Mrs. De Decker suffers, and as she prays, she is gaining graces from Mother Teresa's work. But then as Mother Teresa carries out this work among the poorest of the poor, as she brings souls to God and God to souls, this is actually winning graces back from Mr. Decker. So they have this kind of mutual assistance going on. The two of them are distinct, but they are so united that they're almost like a second self. That they are almost like the same person. A friend is like a second self, another self. Why? Because the friend, the true friend, loves her friend as herself. And whatever the friend's will is, that's what this good friend does, as though it were her own. And they stand so close to each other, and they have all these common interests, that they have become almost like one person. And the good of one rejoices the other, and the good of the other rejoices that person. But in Christianity, this second self takes on this deeper meaning because of the mystical body of Christ, because of our union in Christ with each other, and because of charity, this love of God, the spiritual goods of the multiple people in the church can flow to each other. My good is your good. Your good is my good. But this second self, which is built on the foundation of the mystical body of Christ, and it's built on the doctrine of charity that unites us as a body. And that charity is in us because the Holy Spirit, the soul of the mystical body, is in each of us, uniting us as one living body. This doctrine has a little bit more specificity, has a little bit more detail to it, this idea of a second self. Because charity is not just a general love for all people, charity can take on a more specific aspect. For example, a husband and a wife, when they get married, the grace of the sacrament enables them to have divine love, supernatural love for one specific person, the spouse. And then together, this, they have divine love. They want the supernatural eternal happiness of their children. They want to will good to each other, even without the other asking. They want the other to be happy. And that intense supernatural love for the spouse that God puts into their soul is very concrete. It's very specific. Yes, we can have supernatural love for other people, and Mother Teresa is wanting the salvation of all these souls. But just as almost like in marriage, where there's this more specific charity, this intense charity for this other person whose life is especially connected to one's own, this is part of the doctrine of the second self. It is not just that we are helping, it's not just that we're united in the mystical body of Christ to each other. It's that God has in some special way 
connected us in this body. That we have this reciprocal kind of flowing of graces between us. And therefore, because God has united us, we have this even more intense, concrete, specific love for each other, charity for each other. And Mother Teresa was discovering that this was the case. She was discovering that there was this woman who had this bond to her and she had it to her. And now she's discovered another one of Mr. Gomes. And both of them are taking her as their second self and she's taking them. And now every sister has someone like this. Mother Teresa sees that God is doing something. He's raising up this connection between persons. And this should not be strange for us who are Catholics because we know of the doctrine of guardian angels. We already know there's another person who was created with a special connection to each of us. Each of us has a guardian angel, a person, an angelic person, a someone whose life is intimately bound up with ours, whose salvation is bound up with our salvation. But God's love extends this connection, this help to human persons. God makes it so that we need each other. No one can do everything himself. No one can do everything herself. This is one of mother's great joys, isn't it? That God has raised up people who seem to her even better than her, of which she's the mother. And God has surrounded her with holy people. And the work they're doing is a work they're doing together. So let us tonight pray that we will be open, truly open, to the connections that God places between people. And this is not something we create. And this is not something we will. This is not a romantic thing, a romantic feeling, and a delusion or some kind of imaginary bond. No. This is something that with the church's blessing, that's why Mother asked the bishop to bless this. He, she wants to make sure that this connection is real. She wants to make sure she's not deluding herself. And we too, if we think we have a special bond, we should, we should inquire of the church. Is there some special connection here? Is this good? Can I have your blessing on the church? Mother Teresa always wants to act in obedience. She didn't come to do her will. She came to do the will of Jesus. But we cannot be one with Jesus without his church. He's the head, the church is his body, and together with him and with each other, we are one mystical person in Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.